0: Hello, Potokiesis family. Hope you're doing well today. This is Brett, and I just wanted to come to you right before the episode starts and let you know just a couple of things right from the beginning. First of all, uh, our audio quality on this episode is not as strong as we like it to be um, for our episodes, particularly with... Jim's audio due to some weak Wi-Fi in the location he was at on vacation. We are grateful that Jim was able to join us, but there were some challenges with the connection there. Um, So we had to switch over to phone, and uh, you'll notice that switch in the midst of the episode. Uh, Secondly, uh, just a reminder to check us out on social media, at Podikesis is where you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. As always, you can connect with us on email, questions at potichesis.com, or even our phone number where we have voicemail, 404-635-6679. As always, we are so grateful for the Potichuman community, for our listeners who listen episode in and episode out, and who join us and share us uh, with their friends. We invite you to do that. Share us with your friends. Let your friends know that they can find us anywhere they get their favorite podcast. And we really do hope that this would become one of their favorite podcasts as it is yours. Well, that's enough of me rambling on and telling you about audio issues and, and hitting all of our social media plugs and all that kind of stuff. We really hope you enjoy this episode as we talked about the Holy Spirit, and we look forward to hearing from you. Y'all have a great day. Now on with the show. humans and welcome to another episode of the Kesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan, Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How are how how are you guys doing? If I can, well, we're talk. doing
1: better than you are.
0: <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: today, gentlemen, am coming to you from an undisclosed location. Yes. I am on location at an undisclosed location. <laughs> I always wanted to say that, like the reporters on TV. Here I am on location. I uh,
0: tell and, it's, and it's undisclosed just for the fair the the sheer fact that he doesn't want to disclose where he is. <laughs>
2: actually actually it's undisclosed because I, I really don't know where I'm at in this building.
0: So <laughs> very fair enough. Hey, this is a big time for you, Jim, isn't it? I mean, your family and everything, y'all are y'all are having some big changes coming up, right? Yeah, we can talk about that
2: uh yeah we're, we're making a move we actually are transitioning in our churches which has a, a bittersweetness but a great great feeling of centeredness in the call of god which is something that um we you know we that's the call of god is what i call my true home mm-hmm. from my initial calling to salvation into this call to ministry okay. um so our family is on the move and we are um on a little bit of a vacation this week as we get prepared to get started and and be blessed and
0: serve with the great people in our new community. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know we're talking about the Holy Spirit today, and so much about this idea. Of the call of God in our lives is so is driven by the role of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, even when we don't think we will be moving, even, though we, we, even when we don't think there's change coming in our lives, it is amazing how the Holy Spirit not only can speak to us, but empowers us for that move, for that change in any of our lives that we may or may not see coming. Mm. So that's awesome. Just got to
1: make sure it's not acid reflux. Yes,
0: I'm saying, <laughs> hey, look. Look, we're talking about the Holy Spirit today, and I always have that
2: um, – y'all remember A Christmas Carol uh, oh, yeah. with uh, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge? I can't remember if it's in the old movie or the book, but he says – he thinks he's seeing ghosts, but he says, no, I think it was just that beef that I ate. Yes, so exactly. sometimes so, – Alan, you're right. Sometimes you got to wonder, is it the Holy Spirit or did we not get enough sleep? Is it yes, the Holy right. Spirit or <laughs> – Or do we need a (laughs) Pepsin?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're so glad that you you are all with us here once again. And it just goes to show you how much Jim Morrow loves this community that on his very vacation, he would come and he would share with us today. So, Jim, we're glad that you're able to make it with us today.
2: (laughs) I'm more than ever glad to be with our Podic Humans. I love all of you and glad we can share time together.
0: And Alan Kayson rocking the University of Georgia polos, so that's awesome. Once again you know, just lift, lifting up his dogs. Always, always, always
1: of course, always hoping, always.
0: hoping for the intercession of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>
1: I would like the Holy Spirit to do some <laughs> do intervention. Some <laughs> yeah, let the Holy Spirit interpret yes. those groans, yes. right? <laughs> uh, that comes
0: from the
2: Bible. We,
0: that's just good Bible preaching right there um, uh-huh. uh, remember to hit us up on social media everyone um, at potakchesis is where you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram um, you can also uh, you can also make, leave comments you can interact with us in fact um, we're going to actually be talking about someone who uh, left a comment that's been very helpful for us for this episode actually and um, just a little bit in a little bit a, a friend of ours friend of the show Rebecca Duke Barton so uh, we'll be coming to to her in just a moment with a comment she left on Facebook. But remember, you can interact with us on um, any of our social media platforms. You can also uh, leave a five star rating or a review there on iTunes. And uh, if you keep doing that, and y'all are slowly inching up, we're up to 34. We're up to 34 five star ratings there on iTunes, which is awesome. So if we get to that 40 mark, then uh, the stories, the personal stories from ministry are going to be coming at you from me uh, uh, when we hit 45 from uh, Jim and when we hit 50 uh, from Alan. So we've got some fun stories to tell, but we'll only tell them if we hit those marks, hit those marks. So excited about that as well. Um, and remember our friends at Firebrand Magazine. There's been some really good articles out in the uh, last couple months. So y'all check them out, firebrandmag.com. Con.
2: You know, one of the ones I've got on my insta paper reading list, there's a recent conversation, and I love how they're doing it. There's a pro yeah. and a con article about theology and online communion. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be reading that soon. If any product humans uh, get a chance to read those, I'd love to have a discussion, and maybe we could get some comments in uh, Facebook or Twitter just to see, just to engage that together. That's a beautiful thing.
0: Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and get at it. Now, what's interesting about the catechism for today, the questions, we're actually dealing with two questions. This is questions 29 and 30 from John Wesley's revision of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And uh, what's interesting is this is really the only place, these are the only questions within over 100, about 107, 108 questions within this catechism that actually deals with the Holy Spirit. Directly, directly, explicitly, absolutely. Um, So we've spent a lot of time on Jesus. We've spent a lot of time on God the Father. But within the Trinity itself, this is really directly the only time we're spending with the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit will be coming up in other places, but this is really one of the few places that it is dealt with explicitly within the catechism. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Question 29, we'll start with it, and, um, and we'll see who of our crews got the answer to this. Um, how are we made partakers of the redemption purchased by Christ? Who's got that answer?
1: Oh, it's my turn. My bad. <laughs> oh,
0: here comes, here comes Alan to drop the knowledge. Yes, please, Alan. Actually, Alan, you get right. to
1: answer two questions today. So there you go. I know. I, I'm overwhelmed with <laughs> the responsibility today. Um, but I shall prevail. So uh, how, are, how are we made partakers of the redemption purchased by Christ? We are made partakers of the redemption purchased by Christ by the effectual application of it to us. By his Holy Spirit.
0: Right. And so uh, lots going on there. We'll get to that in detail in just a moment. Let's go to question 30 though. How does the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, apply to us the redemption purchased by Christ?
1: Back at you again, remix number two. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Spirit applies to us the redemption purchased by Christ by working faith in us and thereby uniting us to Christ.
0: And in the original text, it says, by uniting us to Christ in our effectual calling. This is the uh, Reformed or Calvinist language about predestination. Wesley would go in and take out that line, in our effectual calling, and just end it at, uh, and thereby uniting us to Christ. Period. yes
2: we have one of those audacious john wesley edits that's just right. crossing out the divines of westminster are rolling their eyes but the rest of us the rest of us are rejoicing in god's prevenient and effective grace <laughs> wow that seemed like a really hard slam on this on the divines didn't it that came <laughs> that's all right uh, come at me bros Th- th- bring it on! <laughs>
0: bring bring it on! So, um, so there's two pieces to this. One is how we how we can partake within the redemption that Christ bought for us, um, and also then how do we live out that redemption? How is this redemption applied to us? Um, and so, um, the two pieces of this, and both of them, um, as nuanced as they are, really highlight the power of the Holy Spirit. In our redemption, one of the things we've got to remember in the in our Trinitarian thinking is that n- not one persona within the the Godhead Father Son Holy Spirit is less than the others. So uh, you, you, the Holy Spirit is not you know some sort of demigod, or Jesus is not some sort of demigod. They're all they're uh, they're all. Equal in their eternity, in their divinity, in their power, uh, they they're unique in their roles, but they're they're God. They're within the Godhead. They are they are the Godhead. So, uh, we we have to be careful with this, but we also understand that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that takes the, the what what God the Son, what what the, the the second person of the Trinity, and and the and the and the the love of God the Father, and pours it out. To us, it op- the Holy Spirit opens us, makes redemption available to us. We, we're able to be saved not just because of the redemption bought by Jesus, but that the fact that it gets applied to us by the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Right, and yeah. a couple things. Go ahead, Alan. No, I was just going to say. And if it's con- still, if it, the whole idea of Godhead and Trinity is confusing to you. It yeah, it still is a little confusing to us as yeah. uh, ministers of the gospel in terms of um, it. it our human language um, doesn't yeah. do justice to uh, how God is, is chose to reveal himself to right. us. Um, and so, um, um, so yeah. And,
0: and a great resource that is helpful for, for this, um, for me anyway, is the absolute basics of the Christian faith. Um, Phil Talon has a, a great uh, ability to be able to take these complex ideas and to distill them down to um, – um, Edible pieces. If you want to use. you just you just
1: <laughs> like the cartoons, Brett. That's I, do. It. No, Brett yes, likes I cartoons. do. Of course, it's, I do. It's,
2: it's that. It's the. It's the only cartoon that Brett enjoys that was made after 1989. It's true. It's <laughs> absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So listen, uh, yeah. real
2: quick, uh, to to riff off of the conversation. Um, I I saw one of I don't a friend of mine online. He said, "When I say God, I mean Father, Son, and Holy Spirit." Yes. Yes. When yes. I say God, that is what I mean. And that kind of helps crystallize a little. So so it is true that these are the only two questions that deal directly with a particular work of the Holy Spirit. But we got to remember that every time this uh, catechism says God, that Mm -hmm. we are talking Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we get into the scripture, there's two two quick things I like to lift out from the questions. Can I do it?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go.
2: So the basic, put this together, is um, the Spirit applies redemption by giving us faith. Yeah, That's like if you were to put that in a one-shot answer. So what I like, what what is beautiful about this is that we remember that even after the lengths that Christ goes, we do not have the power right. or ability right. to reach to God without the help of God. right. So Christ right. makes it possible. The Spirit brings it to life in us. Now, another thing that I like about this. We talk about the redemption purchased by Christ and you can think of it as Christ died for our sins. Right. But that's an event in the past. Right. But what we remember is that God through the Holy spirit makes that an ongoing ever present, ever future reality. Right. It's not just like, Hey, Christ died for me. So, and the pet, like Christ died for me and what he's done is real in me now. It's like the Holy spirit continues to bring that into life in us right and so while a lot of the stuff in the bible happens of course in history which is beautiful in its own right the spirit is god alive active in us now making sure that we don't just look back and say hey those are some nice stories from way back then right it makes it real in you and me now and for a great potential future
0: 100 um one
2: again i can i can i can bring it on vacation can't let's I? go oh, i
0: know all god, right absolutely uh, one of the, the kind of overarching themes to think to remember in this is that the Holy Spirit's activity um, in the individual as well as in community. And cause that's a big part of this as well, this uniting us in Christ as well as in community of believers is it's the activity of God's very nature. Um, the, the the Holy Spirit's activity is the activity of God's nature. And so you've got to ask the question then what is God's nature? Well, the, the, the God's nature really gets defined very, very well in First John four seven through twenty one, when John will say, "God is love." Right? God is love. This nature of Him, and so the question of how does how is God's very nature? How can it be love? What does that look like? Um, well, the Trinitarian understanding that what we call the Trinitarian formula actually speaks to this this relationship within the Godhead that gets poured out to us and uh so it's an activity of god's very nature okay so let's get into some scripture that talks about this um john chapter 1 verse 11 verses 11 through 12 i believe it was um Kaysen who had that so alan Correct. go so, yeah, ahead. so this
1: is um in the midst of john's opening chapter of his gospel and he this is the word um was god um he's talking about jesus um jesus coming into the world um and he says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Mm-hmm. So that's John 1, 11 through 12. And and that really gets to the the redemption that Christ um, purchased, purchased for us, for those who believe. Um
0: In that language, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God. So he gave the right. So then that becomes effective through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, Awesome, awesome, awesome. So then we'll go on to Titus. Now, we haven't, I don't think we've done Titus in the time that we've been doing this. So Titus uh, is, uh, you know, doesn't get talked about a lot in the New Testament, uh, but a great, great letter. Um, and uh, Titus 3 5 through 6. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So again, this language here that God saved us. We were saved not by what we did in our own righteousness, but by the the grace of God, the pouring out of regeneration, of renewal through the Holy Spirit. And this brings up an important piece. One of my favorite Holy Spirit Theologians is actually a Catholic, um, a guy named Father Renero Mesa. At one time, Candela Mesa was the preacher to the papal household. How would you like that Ooh. appointment, right? Um, and um, I actually heard Cantalamesa speak at Asbury when I was in school there. Um, he is—he uh, was known as one of the foremost Holy Spirit theologians in the Catholic Church in the modern era. Um, And he wrote a wonderful kind of devotional theology on the Holy Spirit called Come Creator Spirit, which is a a book that is uh, devotions, uh, meditations upon a ancient hymn called the Veni Creator or the Come Mm. Holy Spirit. And um, Veni Creator Spirit. And so, and so he, 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 has this basically a theology of, uh, of the Holy Spirit. And um, he says in this book, uh, this just wonderful piece that um, he says, uh, that in the Trinity, the Father is the one who loves, the principle and source of all. The Son is the one who is loved, and the Holy Spirit is the love in which they love. Um, therefore, may say he will say the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is the love of God in person. And C.S. Lewis, from kind of a Protestant point of view, he'll say this.
2: Barely Protestant, but sure.
0: Yeah. He says, the union between the Father and the Son is such a live, concrete thing, this is from mere Christianity, that this union itself is also a person. You know that among human beings, when we get together in a family or a club or a trade union, people talk about the spirit of that family or club or trade union. It is as, sort as if sort there's a communal personality that comes into existence. Of course, it's not a real person. It's only rather like a person. What grows out of the joint life of the father and the son is a real person. In fact, it's the third of the three persons who is God. So it's this idea that the Holy Spirit is the love of God poured out. It's the love of God that is shared between the Father and the Son, and that love of God gets poured out upon us. And this passage in Titus, I think, really alludes to this.
2: Yeah, C.S. Lewis is on the border of some problems with his Trinitarian theology, though, because uh, the Spirit does not generate from the Father and the
0: Son. That's right. But it right.
2: co-existent, co-equal. That, that's right. That's There's right. Just- Got to get, got to get my type A trinitarian theology out there. But the,
0: but, 100%. but like Alan
2: says, like Alan says all the time, every metaphor is gonna break down at some point.
0: Absolutely, and,
2: absolutely. But so, but there is some beauty. There's a lot of beauty, and if if we uh, give ourselves the ability to enjoy a metaphor and realize it will break down.
0: Right. So. That's why Canal Mesa becomes very helpful for me this idea of the love of God in person. This love of God yeah. uh yeah in 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 person uh becomes very helpful image at least for in my head. Mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. All right, uh, Alan, you look like you got something to say.
1: I was just going to say, you are right. I do say that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, Alan Alan
2: has an index card with, like, when he feels like he hasn't spoken long enough, it's got a list of phrases. One of them is show notes. The other um, is a Star Wars quote. And the third is a metaphor breaks down. So you'll hear it at random points. But that's just the index card. Put his index
0: card in the Show notes. (laughs) Show notes. Show notes. (laughs) We could play Alan Kason bingo uh, one time for... Uh, for let's for, do for, it. For, yeah, let's go. I'm later. kidding.
1: Hashtag Alan Kason bingo. Let's yeah. It. I need your cards. I need to see them.
2: The only reason I'm picking on Alan is because I'm too far away from him right now for him to throw anything
1: at me. Right. I'm about to find that Hampton Inn you're staying in, and I'm going to go... Oh, no, no, no. I'm disclosed oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Undisclosed.
2: Undisclosed. And hold on. Pause. There's nothing around here that says Hampton Inn. How is in, the, ha- how in the, that- the world? Yes. The Holy Spirit has enlightened that, Alan. The Holy
1: Spirit spoke to me. That's exactly through his right. Love
2: right. To call okay. out you being in Hampton so, Inn. So listen, big tech, big pot of cumin. Sure, it's a, it's a Hampton Inn, but from an undisclosed city. <laughs>
1: oh, there you go. There you go. Fair enough.
0: Fair Carry enough. on. Um, so uh, we'll move on to uh, we'll move on to uh, um, Ephesians uh, an Ephesians block of, of scriptures here. I'm going to turn it back over to Alan, who's got some uh, pieces from Ephesians to share with us.
1: So yeah these these uh, these next few scripture proofs have to deal with question thirty and how does the Spirit apply to us the redemption purchased by Christ and um, he does that by working faith in us and thereby uniting us to Christ. And so there's a couple of passages in our um, in the catechism um, dealing with this question. So Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, Ephesians 2, 8, and Ephesians 3, I'm going to do 14 through 17. So uh, Ephesians 1 is this, uh, Paul writes, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, You are marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession Mm -hmm. to the praise of his glory. So the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit marks us um, like a seal on a document um, way back in the day when they would, uh, you know, um, uh, what what do they use? Wax. Uh, Wax. Wax, thank you. I couldn't think yeah. of the word. Yeah, put that on your card, okay? Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> you know. uh, that's the middle square, I guess. I don't know, uh, but it would serve the Holy Spirit serves as a deposit, uh, guaranteeing our inheritance. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, can I can I say something to that, never, uh, Thomas yeah, Odin? Th- Thomas Odin on this, that would be my 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 bingo card. Was throwing go. Thomas Odin out here. There you go. Uh, yeah. But the theologian Thomas Oden, he says that the Holy Spirit works in the administration of redemption first to speak to the human spirit through scriptures and preaching and then within the human spirit to elicit repentance and faith. Um, Therefore, the love of the triune God is realized in the life of a person through the person of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that, that 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 sealing uh that Paul would be talking about here in Ephesians, uh that's that's what's happening here is that um speaking to us through the preaching, but then then sealing it um within us.
1: Yeah. Um and so then Ephesians 2:8, um, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Yeah, and so right, right. Um, the way the spirit um Redeems us is by working faith in us, and so um, grace saves us through uh, through faith. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's it's not something not by our own works, but it's about the gift of God. It's nothing we can do to 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 gain that. Mm -hmm. And so then, Ephesians three. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love, I was not supposed to read that last verse, but anyways, um, so, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through yeah. faith. So yeah. Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. A lot of uh, f- uh, people I've been reading in preparation for this talk about, they they synonymously grace and the, work of the holy spirit um that that the, the the holy spirit is the a work the work of grace um and if you think of grace as god's unmerited favor towards us that makes sense that sense that god pouring out his love his mercy his grace upon us would be the power of the holy spirit right the person the presence of the holy spirit yeah yeah all right jim from that undisclosed hampton inn is <laughs> um is going to uh, share with us from the gospel of John.
2: All right, yeah, a couple of verses from John chapter 6 when Jesus is teaching about how he is the bread of life. They're pretty uh, pretty wonderful little nuggets right here by themselves. So let's take a look at verse 37 first. Uh, he says, "All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away." And then one verse over in verse 39, he says, And this is the will of him who sent me that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last Mm -hmm. day. And so this is talking there about uh, the power of God then to apply to our lives, what Christ has won. Now you're going to find in conversations between those who would lean reformed and Arminian back and forth, different understandings of what that means. But I just, no matter how you kind of parse that out, whether this is a God, God forcefully affecting calling on people without their will, or if you find it as a deep assurance of God's, uh, of of God's work and calling for those who submit in belief and faith, the reality is still true that God has the power to accomplish the keeping of people who belong in Christ. And that's, Pretty yes, awesome. absolutely,
0: absolutely.
2: So yeah. now how does that occur? It is through the power of the Holy Spirit as we, you know, through the witness of other scriptures and the teaching of the catechism, we understand mm-hmm. how does the Father um, bring people to him and, ho- and make sure that none are lost who belong to Christ. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: Um, and this really uplifts, I think, in many ways, ups- uplifts the um... – the uh sovereignty of god you know sometimes we wesleyans we get yeah. we we get labeled as not taking the sovereignty of god uh as you know as important as it is but wesley was reformed to the you know he was a reformed man who believed in the sovereignty of god and this is a big piece of that that this understanding that Salvation itself—that that, that the power of God, the effect of, of salvation—it comes from God. That that's the whole point of grace itself. I mean, so the sovereignty of God is key in these issues.
2: Um, right, and and just the, the sovereignty of God is is not a um, it's not a reformed thing. And we we sometimes get a you said get accused of not you know focusing enough on the sovereignty of God. Sometimes we, uh, I'll accuse us of neglecting yeah. the sovereignty yeah. of God because we're just afraid of what it might mean because we haven't, what it might mean because we haven't thought yeah, through yeah, it well yeah, or not, very good, yeah. um, as Arminians and Westlands. Yeah. but come on, it's all through. Um, and sovereignty is in no way, uh, something that needs to defi- divide, uh, anybody in Christian theology, except for maybe where you put the emphasis where in there do you put the accent yeah Yeah. but this is one of those areas where i think in verses like this we can see how, where wesley once said uh that he was a hair's breadth away from calvinism yeah
0: um
2: because they are connected in such a they are compatible in such ways
0: very much so and then in first corinthians chapter one verse nine god is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This idea of fellowship, of uniting, uh, to uniting the church becomes uh, a a move, a power of the Holy Spirit um, himself. And so uh, the activity um, of the Holy Spirit within community is unity. It's to holding us together. Um, The role of the Holy Spirit among believers is to unify the church As one body under one Lord. Um, Thomas Oden once again says that the Holy Spirit, after the incarnation, was not creating a conglomerate of isolated, regenerated persons, but rather a community, a family of regenerated, an ordered household, and an organic body. Uh, Very, very helpful to understand the role of the Holy Spirit within the community. As well, And we see that within the catechism question um, and answer by uniting us in Christ. So, uh, you know, some of the questions that come out of this is, who is the Holy Spirit? What is the role of the Holy Spirit in our salvation? Unfortunately, uh, we don't talk a lot about the Holy Spirit that much within certain circles, and maybe in some circles— the Holy Spirit gets is all that ever gets talked about, um, and so again, either there's too much uh, emphasis within one aspect within the Trinity, or there's not enough, and not a, a holistic view of the of the Trinity of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So, I, I wanted to share a story with you guys, if y'all were okay with that. Um, and I've alluded to this a little bit in past episodes, but I've, so I would consider myself a <clears throat> a somewhat of a charismatic Pentecostal Methodist. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm real careful with that, though. You know, I, I try to be as theologically grounded as I can be in understanding the role of the Holy Spirit and, and the activity of the Holy Spirit. Um, but I, I'm a I'm a big believer in the move of God's Spirit and bringing renewal, revival, and um, actually in what we've talked about in working salvation and in bringing people to redemption. And I've seen some powerful things. And it was a it was a powerful move of God in my lives that brought that brought in my life that brought me to uh, my place of redemption um, on January 26, nineteen ninety six. I was sixteen years old. I was two weeks away from have my my grandfather, who was really the rock of my life, uh, had passed away. And I went on this Christian retreat called Chrysalis, uh, which is part of the Emmaus movement that some of y'all listening may be aware of. And um, I was I was there, and I did not want to be there. I was questioning a lot of things about God. I wasn't really questioning the existence of God. I was more questioning um, this whole idea of God's love that they had were talking about all throughout that weekend um, because my grandfather had been taken, he had died. Um, I had, was in a really, really bad spot in my family life growing, and growing up in some really kind of dark, dark places and times. And um, I just thought God had given up on me. And so I had the, had the mindset of, well, if God had given up on me, I, I was going to give up on Him, and that was okay. And if that meant that I was going to spend eternity in hell, then I was fine with it because I was living in hell now. So, I mean, how much worse could it be? This was my mindset. This was where I was in my life. Well, um, I had gone throughout the whole weekend hearing about the love of God, just really kind of just not really even soaking it in, but I was there. I had signed up for it. I was there, whatever. Um, so this Saturday night, or you know, it's very, very late, we're in a chapel, and I'm sitting in a back pew of this chapel. And uh, there's uh, people praying down at the altar. there's uh, people are singing. Um, there's a lot of uh, things that are just kind of going on, and I'm just kind of sitting there, just whatever. and i I, I feel this tug, if you will, this move this voice almost that says, go down to the altar and pray. And so I just, I, you know, I was tired. I was like, okay, fine. So I go down there and I pray. And this guy comes up and says, what can I pray for you about? And I just, you know, I said, I really don't know. So he prays with me. And then I get up and in the center of the altar, Area was the the spiritual director for the weekend. This real big guy. He was like six, five, 350 pounds. Ex CIA. Like this, just really, yeah, yeah. Like he was retired CIA. Like this. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, he's standing there, and he's praying over guys, right? And um, and so I go up to him, and uh, he says, "Hey, Brett, come here." And I go up to him, and he says, "I want to pray with you." I think God's got something to say to you. And I said, and my response to him was, okay, whatever. And he puts his hand on my head and I fall to the ground. Now, uh, you know, you may have heard this term of being slain in the spirit or this kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't want to put terms on this. What I want to tell you is an experience I had. Mm. So I fall to the ground and everything goes quiet among the chaos. Everything goes quiet. And I hear a voice, and it wasn't audible. It wasn't in my ears. I heard it, I mean, within my soul. And that's the best way I can explain it was within my heart. And the words were three words, simply just three words. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't know how long I was on the floor, but I just, it felt like, a long time of just this comforting, repetitive, I love you, I love you, I love you and if you knew anything about the life I came out of about the abuse I went through as a kid the physical abuse I went through by the hand of an abusive stepfather the 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 life that my mother was leading um and and the the transient lifestyle we had drugs and alcohol and abuse and just all kinds of stuff going on in my household um the the depression I was going through where I didn't feel like I was worth anything because of the crap that I had been going through in my life. If you knew anything about my life, you would know that the one thing that I truly believed was I was not loved. I didn't believe I was loved by my family. I didn't believe I was loved by people. And I, I sure as heck didn't believe that I was loved by God because if God loved me, why would he let me go through the stuff I was going through? This was my thoughts as a teenager- um, you know, ha, ha, live in the life I had been living. And so, interestingly enough, the very words that I needed to hear were what God was speaking over me in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit on that cool. night in 1996. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I eventually would get up. Um, I would eventually be, uh, start really just kind of things started changing within me. Um, I, started, I started feeling a call to, to, to ministry shortly thereafter. I started getting really involved in the church and, and, and learning everything I could. I started reading and reading scripture and praying. and, But I also started believing that I was loved. And my life started changing. And so for me, when I read this about the spirit, spirit, effecting or, or, or applying salvation and redemption. I mean, I've lived this. Now, we all have. If we're believers, we all have lived this. But in, in a very tangible way, <laughs> I've lived this, um, even to this where, where it, it's nothing but by the grace of God that I go, by the Spirit of God that I am who I am. And powerful uh, and, and, and when I talk to people all the time who go through whatever stuff they go through, whether it's divorce, whether it's uh, drugs, whether it's uh, you know addiction of any type of thing, whether it's depression or, or or not believing that they're worth anything, you know one of the things I tell them is that no matter what they believe about themselves, the truth of the matter is is God does love them and that he is active in their lives. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about an active God of love who's in, who's yeah. working, who's doing what he is, is supposed what he does to bring us back to him. Hmm. That's a powerful story, powerful experience. Yes, and it's one that stayed with me and um you know, I know there's a lot of things and a lot of kind of bad theology about the Holy Spirit that's out there. I know there's a lot of things that get attributed to the Holy Spirit um, that is not of the Holy Spirit, that is not part of the biblical witness. But when the Holy Spirit acts, and when it—I mean, the Holy Spirit will never do what the Holy Spirit will never do. Will never go against the 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 witness of God, like the, 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 the biblical witness that the witness of God, the, there's a, uh, Jim, you put it well before we even got started whenever I was trying to put this to words about the Holy spirit will always will never go against the, the witness of God, right. The, the right. who God the is. revelation of God. Yeah. As the Holy
2: spirit is God, right. Then the Holy spirit will utterly confirm right, the revelation
0: of God. That's right. That's right. And you know our experiences are so important; they really are. We are fallible, but our experiences are important. And uh, our friend Rebecca Duke, Bar- Duke Barton, when talking about of our experience, she said that um, really she was speaking to the quadra- Wesleyan quadrilateral and some things we had said in an episode about experiences and how fallible our experiences can be. But she says, and she reminded us and. Very helpfully, that part of the problem of the way we use the quadrilateral in thinking about experience is that we look at experiences as just stuff that happened to us. Um, instead, we should understand it uh, experiences as the inner witness of the Holy Spirit in our lives, uh, that God is doing something in our lives. So, thank you, Rebecca, for that reminder in that as well.
2: Yeah, especially as we're thinking about how that uh, helps us think about God um it's important to remember that it's not just the things that happen and the way it makes us feel right. or the way we feel about it um right. it as we talk about like in the experience that you've shared Brett what that does is it brings all of this to absolute life in your life right um that is an experience that confirms the witness of right theology and the scriptures and right. even this these two questions of the catechism right it's why it matters the spirit brings it to life in you right absolutely
0: absolutely
1: well, and I think also and it's something we I don't know if we were planning to talk about or not, but um when we think about the working of the Holy Spirit oftentimes we think about sort of the flashy you knowness of the holy spirit um even i mean even <laughs> Brett, your account you know we we kind of um yeah people have had those type of experiences um we think of maybe speaking in tongues right um and you know paul devoted a whole letter or two to to dealing with sort of the um uh, the overvalueness of the of speaking in tongues the church lifting it up too high above others but but that gets into the gifts of the Holy spirit, right. And the fruit of the Holy spirit, right. Um, God gives us um, gifts that are only, that are given by the Holy spirit. Um, And these aren't just simply like, you know, you're a good singer or you have your, your talents. These are supernatural gifts of the Holy spirit that help to build the body of, of Christ in the world to build the church up. And then the fruit of the spirit are, are those things that, um, the way in which we should live out, uh, the spirit in our lives. Um, what's the, um, what's the, uh,
2: love, joy, peace, patience, well, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control? Fruit of the spirit's not a
1: something a, a, a watermelon. The, the
0: fruit of the spirit's not a watermelon, a watermelon. A water, <laughs> water, water,
1: <laughs> yes. um, um, and it's and like those aren't like, especially the fruit, like. it's not fruits, it's the fruit of the spirit. And so these are things that we, we should be living out all of those. You know, we look at those and like, well, patience, I don't have patience. Well, you know, um, or this or that. I mean, these are things that we should be allowing the Holy spirit to work in us that we manifest in our relationships with, with each other. Um, so I think, you know, for me, those are the things, those are the ways that the Holy spirit, you know, is working in us, you know, working in our faith, uh, working to give us faith through these things. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a constant thing. Uh, it's a constant thing that the Holy Spirit right. in us and we're going to get to in a couple of weeks about sanctification, yeah. which, um, I think is the, was the Holy Spirit working in, in us to become a, to making, making us become more like Christ. Um, yeah. Right. And so, well, and I can't, I can't,
2: uh, when I hear the word salvation, um, I do two things. My brain goes to the whole picture of what it means to be from lost to fully united and got to God, yeah. which is pure holiness. Um, and the spirit is active in all that. But I want you to think about this. Um, the, the The scriptures say that um, quoting some Greek philosophers, Paul makes it scripture that it's in Christ that we live and move and have our being, um, that God, if we look at some um, ancient theologians, that God is the, uh, sustainer of all that is, that it only finds its isness, its being in God. How does the world keep turning except by the power of the Holy Spirit turning it? How do you keep breathing without the power of the Holy Spirit right. breathing it? How did the person, uh, you know, in this particular city, how did his conscience suddenly get struck so he did not commit a heinous act that one time but by the Holy spirit, you know, so the spirit is active around us. And then as the spirit starts to impart faith to us through, um, through the image of God that is still left in our sinful being, Mm -hmm. um, how, how is it that you suddenly feel a desire to be free from your guilt except by the witness of the Holy spirit? How is it that after you've been a Christian for X number of years, that you realize that you, are, you have more room in your heart to love and you want to learn to do that, mm-hmm. except by the witness of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it that you learn? How, for me, here's a wonderful thing for me that, that I, I've always learned and continuing to learn, is if God does all that through the Holy Spirit, my goodness, maybe I don't have to mm. control, be in charge and plan it and control it and all this right. stuff. Right. Um, how can we learn to yield and have the faith to let go of outcomes except by right. the witness and power of the Holy Spirit? Right. There's my I, there's my little rant. Alan, you inspired me.
1: Oh my goodness. My,
2: <laughs> my rant. That's my
0: that's my preaching for the day. Let's go. Hallelujah. That's what that's right. You know, this past Sunday I preached on uh the Church of Ephesus in uh Revelation uh, chapter two. Um and mm. there is that uh there's that you know, kind of the the CV, if you will, or the the resume of that church is awesome. Um, got, Jesus says, I know the the things that you've done, the deeds you've done, how you can't stand false prophets and false teachers, and how you help the poor and how I'm mean, like like it's a it's a church that you want to be a part of. Like it's a you 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 uphold sound doctrine, like the, all this kind of stuff. It's a it's a strong church, and yet within a strong church. These words, of, these words come out uh, uh, from, from the Lord that says, yet I have this against you. You have forgotten your first love. And perhaps that forgetting our first love is, re, is when we put our, when we look inward upon ourselves and say, we've got this instead of looking outward and upward and realizing, no, the Holy Spirit, as Jim was just saying, it's the, it's God, it's it's the, through the grace of God, through the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, or the love of God through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, through the power and fellowship of the Holy Spirit that is moving and drawing us into redemption, and we are conduits of that. We are we are we are to to do what to be faithful and proclaiming that, but it is not yeah. about us. We're not doing the saving. Our programs are not, right. doing, are not working the redemption. We are the bride of Christ that proclaims mm. a gospel of redemption, a forgiveness of sins. But it's about him, not about us. And no matter how good our programs are as a church, if we, if we turn inward and look and say, this is who we are, instead of saying this is who he is, we lose the plot And he has that against us, (laughs) man. It gets me every time. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's
2: a lot, there's a lot of great ancient wisdom. Uh, There's a handful of my buddies, uh, like quotes from the Stoics, for example, there's some really good stuff there, but you know what the difference is between um, the wisdom of the Christian faith and the wisdom of something say, like the Stoics is that the Christian faith is alive right now. Yes. Uh, because Amen. it's not a body of past, it's not a body of past wisdom that you try to apply to your life. It is simply uh, a, an opening to the active, real spirit of God who is moving and working. And that's a powerful thing to me. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Well, look, I think they're closing down my undisclosed location. So y'all can carry on. I'm going to have to head on out because I think that maybe that... Extra folks from the CIA are coming, like you talked about, Brett. <laughs> but I don't think they're out for my good. Alan, Alan, Alan already gave away a part of where I'm at, and now. I've got to go on the run.
0: I'm sorry. All right. Well, Jim (laughs) has got to get back to vacation. We've had a great discussion here about the Holy Spirit, and this has been fun. Um, I want to invite you to join us for our next episode as we look at questions 31 and 32 of the Westminster Catechism. Um, We're going to look at 31, what is the effectual calling? Um, That was talked about here in uh, in question 30. What is this effectual calling? And this is a whole Wesley revision. Wesley will just mark that entire question and answer out. We'll tell you what the question is. We'll tell you what the answer is. And then we'll kind of go over why it was marked out. Wow.
2: He did a complete makeover.
0: Complete makeover. And then question 32, what benefits do those who truly believe, partake in this life. And this was a partial revision by Wesley here, Um, again, taking out the effectually called part of that. So we've got a lot going on. We're going to talk about calling. We're going to talk about what it means to be a follower of Christ, what the benefits of believing are in our life at our next episode. We hope you would join us. Uh, Again, hit us up on social media. Hit us up at our website, potakeses.com, at potakeses on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, tell your friends that they can find the Podakisis podcast wherever they get their podcasts. Uh, leave us a five star review and uh, let us know that you love us. Uh, tell us uh, what you think of the show. Uh, uh, comment on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think there as well. And for Alan Kaysen, all right, hold on before hey, I say goodbye. I go have to, to interrupt.
2: I have to interrupt. I just now, just now got a message. From one of our new listeners in my new church community who is at this very moment listening to uh episode on jesus number seven about the exaltation of christ and he he says this deeply profound and ridiculously silly all rolled (laughs) into one conversation and he particularly enjoys uh, co- our conversations that we had in that episode about how the end times uh, theology relates to living in Christ now. So um yes. we are we are we are excited about that. So share it with your friends, and that's the last one
1: I've got. So so deeply profound, <laughs> and ridiculously silly. That is our new tagline. That's our new tagline. Yeah <laughs> that's going on to swag. Deeply profound and ridiculous ridiculously silly. I
0: like that. Yes, I get to I give like him royalty. It. Yes, absolutely. All right. All right, so. For Brett
2: Maddox and Alan Kaysen, this is Jim Morrow of the Podakiesis Podcast, signing
0: out. Deuces. <laughs> he stole it from me. What do I do with that?
2: You cut it and do it
0: yourself. You have the power <laughs> of the edit. That's true, I think.